Well, hello everybody. Welcome to this week's episode of the Mustard Seed Leadership Podcast. Thank you so much for joining us. And uh, we're getting to the end of a series that uh, we've been looking at called Apostolic Leaders. What are those characteristics of leaders that are, are going, pioneering the definition for uh, apostolic leaders are followers of Jesus with a passion to go and not stay, pioneer and not settle, and to send and not just gather. And if we want to be apostolic churches with a heart for the nations and church planting and reaching the nations, then we're going to need, by definition, apostolic leaders. Now, over the last couple of weeks, we've looked at so far five of those characteristics. One, obviously, passionately in love with Jesus, always the most important characteristic of leadership. Number two, courageous, to step over that speed bump of fear and begin to do what God has called you to do. Thirdly, servant-hearted and sacrificial. Fourthly, empowering and not controlling. We've got to be able to release others to do what God has called them to do. And then last time, pioneering and not maintaining. I want to talk today, number six, about modeling leadership well. Apostolic leaders need to model what they're talking about. They need to model the vision, uh, setting an example of going. Bottom line here is that you can't claim to be an apostolic leader while you're sitting at home base, never going anywhere. In other words, we've got to walk the talk. We've got to set the example. Leaders set the pace. Leaders need to model the vision they're trying to accomplish. So to lead people to become apostolic, mission-focused, nations-reaching, great commission followers of Jesus, we as leaders have got to be out there doing it. And so that's a real question I'm asking you. Are you modeling the lifestyle of an apostolic leader? You might not be an apostle, but when apostolic people, Jesus has given us the great commission, he sent us out into the world, are we modeling that? I want to use the example for this little talk about Timothy. And when we think about Timothy, we know he was Paul's helper. We know he was timid. But I want to show you how Paul chose him because I believe he saw this characteristic. He saw a young man who was already modeling something. And so he chose him, invested him, and raised him up to be a great leader. Uh, Paul was wanting to expand his team. He had tried with John Mark, but that hadn't gone well. He had uh, departed after the first few weeks of the mission. He said, I can't do this. I'm going home. And so Paul, maybe a little bit gunshy, traveled, began traveling with Silas. And then he saw this young man, Timothy. And something about Timothy in the church that he was visiting struck a chord in Paul. And Paul said, I want this guy. So let me read to you what it says from Acts chapter 16, verses 1 to 4. It says, Paul came to Derby and then to Lystra. Where a disciple named Timothy lived, whose mother was Jewish and a believer, but whose father was a Greek. The believers at Lystra and Iconium spoke well of him. Paul wanted to take him along on a journey, so he circumcised him because of the Jews who lived in the area, for they all knew that his father was a Greek. As they traveled from town to town, they delivered the decisions reached by the apostles and elders in Jerusalem for the people to obey. What's the big idea? I think the thing that, that caught Paul's attention here was the fact that not just the local church spoke, well, hey, Timothy, he's a great young guy, his leadership potential. But it says that church, as well as the church in believers at Lystra and Iconium, that was about 20 kilometers apart, and that's a, a long way when you have to walk. Uh, both churches spoke well of him. So that can tell us, we can infer from that, that this young guy, Timothy, he was known in this church and he was known in this church, which means he was ministering here and ministering there. In other words, already he was modeling a lifestyle of translocal, operating between churches. And I think that's the thing that Paul looked at and said, this is a guy that I can train. This is a guy who carries an apostolic heart, a translocal anointing. I want to train him up. 
So uh, he could move between locations well, move between cultures well. He was part Jewish, part Greek, and he was willing to sacrifice for the sake of the gospel. I mean, that's an awkward conversation. Timothy, I'm afraid we're going to have to circumcise you. But he was willing to pay the price. He modeled his leadership of being willing to do it, willing to leave home for the sake of the gospel. In other words, he was already modeling the type of apostolic leadership that Paul was looking for. He may have been timid. He may have struggled with some of his health issues. He may have been young, but God raised him up to be a great apostolic leader. In fact, later on, when Paul was talking to the church at Philippi, he said it like this in Philippians 2.19, I hope in the Lord Jesus to send Timothy to you soon, that I also may be cheered when I receive news about you. I have no one else like him who will show genuine concern for your welfare, for everyone looks out for their own interests interests, not those of Christ Jesus. But you know that Timothy has proved himself because as a son with his father, he served with me in the work of the gospel. I hope therefore to send him as soon as I see how things go with me. What's the bottom line? Leaders, we've got to model what we're talking about. We can't cast a vision. We can't expect the church to get on board with something or the organization to get on board with something if we as the leaders are not out there doing it. Apostolic leaders leaders need to model an apostolic lifestyle. So, Two minutes to go. Let me give you a couple of questions and then try and answer them. Question number one, are you modeling an apostolic lifestyle? Question two, how do you start if you're not already doing it? And then question three, what is your Acts chapter 1 verse 8 when Jesus said, The Holy Spirit will come on you, will receive power and be my witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, ends of the earth. What are your spheres and have you yet stepped into those spheres? Let me look at those questions quickly. Number one, are you modeling an apostolic lifestyle? I've had the privilege of leading a church for the last 23 years in the same church. And so right now, it's quite easy to model an apostolic lifestyle. We've got a strong base. We've got lots of leaders. We've got the finances to do it. But that's not what I'm talking about. When I think back to the early days, those were the days when actually we had to pay a greater price right up front. Before we had money, before we had leaders, before we had the resources, and yet the wonderful thing I want to encourage you is we've got to make a start. Make the start. Don't wait thinking one day when I'll have the leaders, one day when we have the finance, then I'll start living an apostolic lifestyle. Never going to get there. It's got to start now because God then blesses and backs that kind of living. So question number two, how do you start if you're not already doing it? Well, the best way to start is literally to become a Timothy to someone already doing it. Now, the NCMI apostolic team has got amazing men and women right around the world working into most of the nations, and most of them are desperately looking for helpers for Timothys to train and release, and most of them are an amazing, wonderful men and women. So if you just contacted them, just messaged them and said, I've got a heart to, to come and be part of what you're doing. Can I come along and serve and learn? Those doors will throw wide open for you. And so I want to encourage you, start small, start humble, contact one of those team people working in an area you've got a heart for, offer to volunteer, and you'll be amazed when you take that first step of going, how God begins to open doors. And then lastly, question number three, what is your Acts 1 verse 8? Well, I live in, uh, in Zululand, that's on the east coast of South Africa for those not uh, in South Africa. And that means our Jerusalem, I come from a little city called Richards Bay, and we've got evangelism teams working and, and homeless ministry working right here in the city. But then we've got the Zululand region where we help plant churches. And we've got teams who go out for weekend ministry to encourage, and they come back so full of faith and encouragement. We're surrounded by our Samaria, the nations next door. We've got Mozambique, we've got Swaziland, we've got Zimbabwe. And annually we send teams into those areas to go for a couple of days, a long weekend, to go and minister to 
work with partner churches and the teams come back full of faith and passion. And then God's opened up doors into South America, India, Pakistan, parts of Europe. And what we've discovered is different people respond to different spheres differently. But here's the thing, leaders, you have to go first. People are not going to be going to the ends of the earth if you're not even going to your Jerusalem. And so leaders, I hope this encourages you. We've got to model an apostolic lifestyle. It costs money. It's going to take time away from the church, all of these things. But do it because as you go, you grow and God pours out his blessing. And so I hope that helps. Anyway, God bless. One final episode in the series next week. Until then, God bless. And bye for now. Thank you for listening to this week's episode. Remember, if you'd like the notes that come along with this episode or any one of our past episodes, you can visit outlookchurch.co.za forward slash mustard seed leadership, where you can see all our past episodes, all the resources and notes that go along with this. Until next time, keep growing.